Hello, my friends. Welcome to the interval. My name is Melvin Baker, Melvin Timothy Baker from the great state of Pennsylvania. We are creating this podcast for the purpose of standing up for the people. I want to welcome you who are listening to this broadcast. And I hope that you find that this broadcast will prove to be um, very insightful and very informative. We have established this podcast for the purpose of uh, um, addressing some issues around our country and the nation, whether it may be from a political standpoint or whether it may be from a standpoint of financial issues, um, voter issues, um, the coronavirus, um, family issues, uh, many issues that uh, face the people of this nation. So I want you again to welcome you today uh, to this edition, this episode, this very first episode of The Interval, and I want you to follow us. I want you to uh, check on us from time to time because I believe that we will be um, developing episodes several times a day uh, just to talk and to voice our comments, concerns, and and criticisms as it pertains to what is going on in this country. Now, we've just, we're at the close, we're at the precipice of the end of 2020, and we're looming to cross over into 2021. And of course, we are uh, living in a day and time where there is a pandemic uh, who has uh, plagued our nation and plagued many parts of the world. And of course, we're dealing with political issues and financial issues and people who are rounded and lined up round the corner and up the highway who have uh, literally had to subscribe to food banks for the first time in their lives as a result of what we have been dealing with. Now, I want to be the first to help you to understand that all things work together. I, I, I do have a religious background. I, I, I do come from a church upbringing. So from time to time, I can't help myself but to, um, to, to give you some good news as it pertains to the word of God. So Romans 8.38 gives us to know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Several things, several things that we have going on around the nation. Of course, uh, today is Monday, December 28th. Um, and of course, President Donald Trump um, has officially signed this Corona bailout. Some would suggest that they did not want to call it 
a stimulus because it merely was not um, serving the purpose of a stimulus package. And so there's some bailout um, essentials that are part of this bill that, um, of course, uh, $600 and a lot of argument um, and a lot of debating going centered around uh, $600 uh, checks that go out to the American people. Um, and of course, extending unemployment, giving un unemployed workers an extra $300 on top of their unemployment uh, insurance. And of course, uh, we understand that as the House and the Senate has officially agreed to go ahead and to put this bipartisan bill together. And of course, we understand that $600 is not enough. Let me just go ahead and register that complaint right from the very beginning. Um, $600 is not enough. And I hope that when President-elect uh, Joseph R. Biden gets in office, he does the right thing uh, to the American people. One of the biggest problems that we face in this country is that uh, many nations around the globe have treated their constituencies that are part of their countries better seemingly than we have been treated in the United States. A lot of countries have issued uh, a temporary income for those that have lost their jobs, 2,000. Some, some are um, experiencing, have given the people of their nation $2,000 a month, where we have been somewhat forced into a situation where we have had to de deal with um, job loss and lack of food and many places, in many places, we've experienced lack. Even in my home, even even in my home, my own dear wife has experienced as a result of this coronavirus, her job was closed because of the severity of the time in which we live in. But not only that, President Donald Trump finally, as the House and the Senate has agreed to um, this basic bailout relief plan, all of a sudden, President Donald Trump decides to boycott and to delay and to frustrate the plan that is presented to the American people, which, in my opinion, only hurt his situation um, because... When you have people who are desperate and when they are in a time when they need help and you have within your means to help these people and what you do is you move the goalposts. You move the goalposts for the purpose of of causing people more distress 
and more stress and more this, that, and the other. And I, I imagine that even beyond the Christmas season, the type of lack in uh, Christmas holiday, some people in this nation, millions of people, probably did not have food to eat for Christmas. That's a scandalous and a shame because how, what kind of person would shut up their bowels of compassion when you know for a fact a person needs help and what do you do? You shut up your bowels of compassion and do not help. Now, he did go ahead and sign the, this bill, this relief bill. He delayed it. It was not denied. But I must admit, for the last five days, we sat as a nation and wondered if this was really going to happen. It took eight months to get here. About six months ago, four months or six months ago, there was another offer that was placed on the table of a one point, I believe $1.9 trillion deal that never happened. So many people struggled with believing that this relief bill was not going to happen. So it seems as though this president, President Donald J. Trump, has decided to insert himself for no reason in the midst of this bill, causing more distress upon the American people. And I just think that's lame. I just think that's lame. It's just a lame duck uh, decision by the president who has done nothing but sit there and whine and complain because the election did not come out as he desired it to come out. In my opinion, we, he, he criticized Joe Biden for spending a lot of time in the basement while he was on the campaign trail, gathering thousands of people in one place with all of these super spreader type events that caused the uh, coronavirus to be stirred up in a lot of places as he selfishly campaigned across the country, trying his best. Meanwhile, in my opinion, um, I think that Donald Trump made it easy for Biden. Donald Trump made it easy for Biden because it seems as though the more Donald Trump opened his mouth, the more he made it easy for Joe Biden. 
I, I propose that probably Joe Biden could have stayed in his basement and still won the election. Now, sometimes we can be stinking. The other day, let me tell this quick story. The other day, you, you know, I'm on this health kick and, and a lot of times I eat salads and and I, I went to the grocery store to uh, get something new and I, I noticed that there was a canister of garlic. And so I got the garlic and I would take four or five pieces of this garlic look like uh, ivory stones and I would situ situate them around my salad. When I would eat the garlic, I noticed how potent and how um, how how uh, loud the smell was when it got done eating. And of course, I'm thinking that um, if I just go brush my teeth, and it all go away. Garlic my mouth, and it it all go away. And and I continued for about three or four days eating garlic. Not to understand that when I took a shower and I got out the shower, it st the smell started reeking through my skin. I didn't even smell myself, but my wife and my children uh, began to smell of the awful smell that the garlic uh, went through my system and began to come out of my pores. And it did not matter that I took a shower and washed up still. What happened to me was I still stunk, did not realize it. So I went to church, I went to work, I did my daily duties, uh, went shopping, not knowing that I'm reeking of garlic. Now I said all that to say this merely. Sometimes we can open our mouths too much and say too much and do too much and uh, act out, so to speak, uh, in a way that concerns people around us and, 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 so to speak, we cause ourselves to really stink in the, in the nostrils of the American people and don't even realize it. My children went to their mother and said, said, he must be eating that garlic again because we smell it. I wasn't even near them, but they still smelled it. The stench of the smell of garlic, it, it, it just overtook the, the atmosphere of the room. And, and, and in like manner, Donald Trump, uh, in his campaign uh, to the American people for a second term of his presidency, he stunk in 81 million people's nostrils. And while he was awarded 74 million votes, while he was awarded 74 million votes, what happens to be a record number of votes, he still lost the election and refused to concede. And so from November 3rd until now, December 28th, 
he has refused to concede the election. Um, in the space of time from November to November 3rd to December 28th to, to present has caused his legal team to go to court in efforts to overturn the election and, and, and has gone to court more than 60 times suggesting that they had evidence of voter fraud but they never presented it to any judge. They went on TV and argued their complaint, voiced their displeasure of voter fraud. But sometimes you have to have wisdom when, when, when you are looking at what people say and, and although Trump and, and, and his attorney, uh, Giuliani, kept suggesting that they had uh, evidence of voter fraud. Never one time did they present this evidence in court. And so every time they went to court, chronologically, every judge from the district courts of Pennsylvania the district courts of Michigan, from the district courts of Wisconsin, from uh, the courts, the district courts of Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Courts of Pennsylvania, every time categorically denied them their request to overturn the election, the election. And they called, they called judges across the country, called their complaints baseless. In other words, baseless meaning there you have no evidence. I can hear the voice of um, Judge Judy saying, you come to court, you, you, you have no evidence, where did you think you were going? You have no evidence. You come into court, you got to bring your evidence because people can say anything. Uh-huh. But, but if you cannot prove what you say, you have no case. So how now here we are. Trump has signed this Corona bailout some call it a stimulus. Some call it a bailout. I, I mean, at, at any case, I'm just struggling to find out. I, I'm struggling to find out, really, what purpose did holding out your signature serve? Did it help your case and to overturn the election? Um... What, what, what purpose that does you holding out serve? And the only thing that I can find is that possibly, you know, Donald Trump is trying to stay relevant. And, he, and he's trying to 
keep up with these 74 million people who backed him in the election. And it's your prerogative who you want to vote for. It's your prerogative. I have friends uh, who don't look like me who voted for Donald Trump. And I don't hold that against them because we live in America and everybody has a right to vote for who they want to vote for. Whether they vote or not. Now, I happen to believe that it's, it's crazy for an individual to not vote because you automatically disqualify yourself when it comes time to speak up and to say anything if you had not voted. We had 74 million people who, in my opinion, were delusional. They were delusional. They failed to accept reality. They failed. And, and, it's, and it's, it's something when one person is delusional, but to have 74 million people delusional, that's a major problem in this country. Not only is that a major problem in this country, but that's going to be a major problem for the next president of the United States because President-elect Joe Biden, Vice President Harris are going to inherit a country that is grievously divided. They're divided. 74 billion people on on one side, 81 million on another side. Now, it's quite remarkable for one man to receive 81 million votes. And it gives great testament to the fact that you can't judge a book by its cover. And, and one of the things I, I, I will credit Donald Trump for is the fact that even though he lost the election, he didn't give up. We all have to admit that about him. He didn't give up. Now, I believe he lacked the ability to know when to hold him and when to fold him. But, you know, um, hopefully he learned his lesson um, in this equation. You, you, can't, you can't be in politics. You can't be in politics when you need the votes of people. You can't be in politics when you need the votes of people and talk to people any kind of way. I, I was I was, you know, looking at several scenarios and I I, I didn't want to uh, belabor uh, the conversation for today, um, but, you know. Donald Trump signed the um, he signed this massive bill. So many people have, you know, able to take a deep breath now because because we know now officially help is on the way. But now we we we're on the precipice of several things from now until January 20th. That we you know, in that space of time, 
um, that that's going to be pretty much something that we have to look forward to and on sitting on the uh, edge of our seats trying to figure out what's going to happen. First of all, uh, we've, you know, we've nailed down the fact that Trump has signed this massive bill. Okay, so that's one thing. Now we, we are embarking upon another situation because January 5th, you have um, a runoff in Georgia with two Democrats, two Republicans, um, pretty much will determine the fate of the Democrats or the Republicans who will be in charge in Washington. And so there's a lot at stake uh, on January 5th when those runoffs and over 2 million people have already early voted in Georgia. And already you have some that are trying to disenfranchise votes. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a horse of another color that I want to deal with in a whole nother episode of this podcast because a voter... Voter suppression is wrong. It is wrong from the rooter to the tutor. Voter uh, suppression is wrong. I don't care who it comes from or who it comes through. Voter suppression is wrong. And in a lot of cases, it, it happens subtly, if you will. So, January 5th, we have the Georgia runoff. Two Democrats, two Republicans. Okay. January 6th, um, the Electoral College will convene in Washington to turn in their electoral votes. Okay. To officially solidify the uh, election for President-elect Joe Biden. Already there's some that are suggesting um, some senators and some members of, of Congress are suggesting that they're going to protest, which in my opinion, I don't believe that they're going to get very far. But already we, we are prepping for some drama that is centered around what's going on. And has anybody realized, as I try to come to a close, has anybody realized that as people have one by one bailed out from the White House, Trump is now in Florida, enjoying his family for the holidays, enjoying his New Year's 